This episode of the Productivityist Podcast is brought to you by Vast Conference. With the help of their integrated HD audio, you can ensure that your attendees will have a high quality and consistent conferencing experience wherever their travels take them. I'll have a special link and offer for you during the show, so check that out. But now let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Productivityist Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Vardy, and this week on the show, I am joined by Austin Church. Austin is a writer and consultant who loves helping people build businesses around the work that doesn't feel like work to them. And I'm going to let him tell the story of how we met, but he's got a really cool way of getting things done, of, of, of you know being personally productive. And we had a great conversation. We had a great time when we first met, and I'm looking forward to connecting with him again in the future. So let's just jump into this conversation now with someone who I find has really kind of thought outside the box and built something great for him to help him do the work that he needs to do. Here's my conversation with Austin Church here on the Productivityist Podcast. I'd like to welcome Austin Church to the Productivityist Podcast. Austin, thanks for joining me today. Mike, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So to let's let's give a little bit of background as to how we met and how um because this is an interesting story. I you know what what why don't you first off introduce yourself and 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 give your give you know my listeners a little bit of background as to who you are and what you do. And then can you I, I'd like you to tell a story from your perspective because because okay. uh, I think it was an interesting story and then if, if there's any gaps that need to be filled I'll throw them in there but I think it was it was it's a fun little story and it involves a former guest of the show who will also link to in the show notes Sean Blanc so uh, go ahead uh, let people know who you are so my name is Austin Church I sometimes say Austin L Church because if anyone ever tries to look me up online without the L all they get are the churches in Austin Texas. So I got my start in business after grad school. I thought I was going to be a college English professor. And um, when I finished grad school, it turns out there were no open positions for poets. And that should not have surprised me. Um, But anyway, had to get a job in marketing, fell in love with marketing, fell in love with business. That was 10 years ago now. And... um, I run a marketing agency here in Knoxville, Tennessee, and then always have a number of fun little side projects going on. I just finished um, my first children's book. I shouldn't say just finished. It was last year, but got a ton of beautiful children's books now and been working on productivity cards I'm working on a course for freelancers to help them fix their pricing. So all sorts of fun little things going on. To answer your other question, you know, how did I finally cross paths with you? I was listening to Smart Passive Income while I was driving my family down to Florida. And Pat Flynn was doing themes at the time. And the theme for the month was productivity. And so I listened to one episode from a guy named Cal Newport, and he talked about his book and the concept represented inside Deep Work. And then the next guy was 
uh, Mark, some guy named Mike Vardy, and he had been a comedian, and he had this thing called the Productivityist, and he talked about theming your days. And I've always themed my days, but I had never actually called it that. And there's something about, you know, someone else basically confirming um, or giving you more confidence in something that you were kind of already doing. It's but like, It's like validation, yeah. Right. And so it's not that I was calling it theming and I had not done it. Um, I didn't do it every day of the week. But as soon as you started talking about theming, I thought that's genius. I need to take I was really only doing it on Mondays and Fridays. Mondays were, I call it future money. And that was the day that I set aside for business development. And then Fridays were wrap up. And that was the day when I didn't try to do any client work. Really, I just tried to clear out my inbox, um, tie up any loose ends with um, everything from accounting, bookkeeping, invoicing to, you know... All the stuff that you could do just to get in a um, good mind space for the weekend. So as soon as I heard that idea about theming from that podcast episode, I, I fell in love. And um, to fast forward to last, was it? It would be yes, tribe tribe twenty seventeen. Was that October? Yeah, I think, I, I, think, I, I think it was. I think it was October because the one in twenty eighteen is in September. So yeah. So I ran into this guy, Sean Blanc, and um, we just got to talking about this and that. And I had made these cards. I called them Fofi cards. I can explain that later. And I didn't have any on me. He was interested. When I saw him again later, I had some cards. And so I walked up and I gave him some cards. And he was asking, okay, explain this framework to me. And so as I was going through the framework, and you know, I'd like to give credit where credit is due. So the part of the card where you actually write a theme for that particular day, I said, you know, and this idea I got from a guy named Mike Vardy. Uh, he runs a company called The Productivityist. And then, Mike, <laughs> you were standing right next to Sean and you said, Hey, that's me. I'm Mike. <laughs> it was awesome. And, and Sean was just smiling. Like, like didn't say a word in typical Sean Blanc. Ate the canary, yeah, right? Typical Sean Blanc is like, yeah, all right, let's see how this plays out. <laughs> but I am like in retrospect, so glad that I actually gave you credit because how embarrassing would it have been if I had tried to pass that off as my idea. And then you're sitting there thinking, Hey, Wait a second. <laughs> this is all sounding very familiar, you know, but it was so cool to meet you and to actually say, hey, you inspired me um, to actually take this uh, mental framework that I've used for years and crystallize it outside of my own brain and make cards that I use every single day. And so thank you, Mike. What? And it was <laughs> so lovely to meet you. Yeah. And so the reason I wanted to tell that story is because, um, you know, first off, I have a picture of us with the cards. I'll see if I can find a link and share it in the show notes. Me and you at, at Tribe, and I'm holding <laughs> the cards. But I have some of them, and I've held a lot of them since because they're really cool. And and I told you at the time that they reminded me of, like, the, the color of the paper reminded me of, like, and not, some people will remember these and some of you won't. But when you'd go to the library and you'd actually have to look up library books by going through the drawers, and it's that color of, like, the... <clears throat> that separates the different cards like the you know like oh this is for 
uh, letter like authors beginning with S. And it's like right. this, it's it's almost like this Manila. It's not really a Manila. I don't know. You'd know the color because you're the designer guy. But um, they're great. Like it's it, so I'm gonna put a link to to um, FOFI. It's Fofi, right? Fofi or Fofi. Fofi.io. Yeah, I'll put that to a link to that because the nice thing about these two is that a lot like the old hipster PDAs that that you know Merlin Mann kind of pioneered, <laughs> they yes. they kind of fit. They can fit in your pocket. They they're portable um, and they're simple. I mean, I love the simplicity of them, um, and they do. They allow you to kind of really focus and and, and focus and finish, which is what you know what, what it stands for. Right. Uh, I if I were to boil it all down to one thing that I believe and that thing that belief is at the root of this whole framework. It's that our world is in increasing in complexity mm-hmm. and therefore simplicity will be a competitive advantage. And what I mean by that is people have 50 ways to get in touch with you these days. Um, it used to be like five, you know, like if I wanted to get in touch with Mike, I could send you a letter in the mail. If we happen to work in the same office, I guess I could like leave a memo on your desk. I could pick up the phone and give you a call. We could meet in person or um, maybe I'd send you a fax. I, maybe fax, faxes were around back then. But yep. you know, 30, 40 years ago, email didn't even exist. But now the number of different ways that I could communicate with you 10x, maybe Mm -hmm. 100x. And so how are you ever supposed to get anything done when even just communication has increased in complexity because there are so many more options now? So when I thought about when I'm at my very best in terms of I'm focusing on the right things at the right time, I'll say I'm focusing on the right things and finishing them at the right time how was I able to do that? Like, and how could I have more days like that? And it all kind of went back to not what I paid attention to, but what did I proactively ignore? Mm -hmm. And so when I think about, okay, the world, it's not like the world's going to become simpler. I think it's only going to become more complex. So the people who can uh, effectively manage that complexity, I think, are the people who are going to do significant work, make significant contributions, and I think ultimately um, realize their dreams, whatever those dreams might be. could be financial or not, but your ability to focus and finish is such of such critical importance and i think it's getting harder and harder and harder to do that because so many things chip away at our focus so that's sort of the the philosophy behind fofi in a nutshell yeah and you know as you're talking about this i'm thinking about the term omission versus elimination so so good so the idea is that yeah like when you talk about this theming capability or even just taking like this because you can only fit so much a on a card like this or if you're using like the little progress planner that we we have there's only a certain amount of things you can put on there and people are are they they are so um it does create that ability to focus and finish because you're setting realistic expectations. But it's not that you're eliminating or getting rid of, you're just omitting them. Like, it's just like, you know, this is something that we, that, that it doesn't need to be here right now. 
Um, mm-hmm. And it's funny because when you hear of, of the term like errors and omissions, errors are like, hey, we made a mistake here. Omissions are like, these are things we left out on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like we left them out on purpose. It's not like it's not like they're gone. It's just that they're not there right now. So when you have so, a tool like this, and I mean, it doesn't have to I mean, paper, you and I both are in agreement here, like having something like this and transposing it from like the digital space to 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 something that you can literally not get a ping from and just be able to focus on it and take it wherever you go. Um, it, like it's not about saying these things are not going to happen. It's more about I'm omitting them from today because they don't either I don't need for them or I don't want for them to happen mm-hmm. today, right? Yes, 100% agree. And I mean, you mentioned something that was so important for me and that was intentionally making the cards small. I mean, they're they're essentially three by five note cards, right? And mm-hmm. if you sit down to write on a three by five note card, you don't have a lot of room. But I think that forces us to set realistic expectations about what we can accomplish in one day. I, I think it was... Um, um, oh, I'm going to forget... Um, but you're, no, you're, you're, of, you're just omitting right now. That's all. I'm just omitting, right? <laughs> Not forgetting. Just omitting. Well, that's you know, you're, you're gonna you're gonna re- you're there. gonna remember, and we're gonna put in the show notes. So it's an omission from the audio portion of this show, but it's definitely in addition to the show notes portion. <laughs> it may have been Bill Gates, but he was talking about how people overestimate what they can do in a mm-hmm. day, but underestimate what they can do in ten years. Yeah, I, I've heard that quote before. I don't know if it's Gates, but yeah, we'll we'll get it in there. But sure, absolutely. It's, Play it safe and say it was Abraham Lincoln. Sure. <laughs> or Benjamin Franklin or, or or someone along those lines. That's right. But um, I think the breakthrough for me was recognizing if I only write a handful of things down on my Fofi card each day and actually cross them off, when I get to the end of the week or the end of the month, I'm amazed at what I've been able to accomplish. And here's, here's a... a really a crucial piece, what I've been able to accomplish without that constant drip of mm. anxiety mm-hmm. back yeah. in my mind. I think having some sort of framework that, well, let me back up. I used the Covey Quadrant for a while. Which is Eisenhower and, initially, sure. Yeah, that, um, what did he call er, it? He, he, uh, he calls it the design er, decision principle. Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, the problem with that quadrant for me was that it didn't factor in emotional shading, right? So Mm -hmm. you've got urgency and you've got importance, but, and this happened yesterday, my daughter was sick at school. Yep. So what happens to my quadrant then? Or I get an email from a client and the mm-hmm. client is, and this thankfully doesn't happen very often, but what if the client is upset about something? Well, I could make the argument that the client can wait, um, so it's not super urgent. And in terms of the other things that I need to do today, maybe it's not super important either, but am I really going to be able to focus my, you know, I, I think I, on something Yeah, and I can get that out of the way? Yeah, well, I think the problem with with a lot of what of task apps or, or even just frameworks is that we place such an important value on urgency, which is completely pass backwards. Uh-huh. You know, we we the urgent stuff should be stuff that we either it either um, 
the stuff that shows up, like your daughter being sick or things like things that are abstractions, because that's what they are. Like I, I've been again, I'm such a word nerd. Like I used to think, oh, well, it's a disruption or and there is there's distractions, disruptions, divergence. But when people are thinking about theming and this is what they struggle with. And I'm sure that when you you know look at these cards, you kind of you you obviously look at your calendar and go, OK, here's here are the abstractions in the day. These are the things that that are are going to be. The anomalies. So, for example, today, which is my audio video day, like I'm recording with you, then I'm recording with another guest, and then later on today I have a coaching call. That's not an audio video task, but it's still I I, I can't not do it. Like it's it's mm-hmm. there. So that's an abstraction. It doesn't mean that once I go in there and then it, it, it's not like I'm changing tracks. It's almost like okay, this is a this is quote you could call it a hiccup or whatever. This is a blip on the radar, a hiccup, and then I go right back into that theme. Um, mm-hmm. But the problem is, is that we, when, when you're theming, two things can happen. And I'm sure you've come across this. Number one, if you're putting things in urgency, then, then number one, you're either not theming correctly or your themes are too broad or they're too narrow. So that means things that are urgent are popping up or you're just being procrastinating or you're just procrastinating until it gets to the point where it's <laughs> right. urgent or number. T- but if, if that's what's happening, then the only things that should show up in urgency are things that that came to you at the absolute last moment. And there should be very few of those because realistically, there aren't that many things that are urgent if you're keeping on top of your if your framework is is rock solid. Um, exactly. You know, yeah. and then you can focus on the important thing. And the other thing about the Eisenhower matrix or the Covey Covey quadrants or whatever is that unlike these cards or unlike is that a quadrant is is two lines intersecting right at a mid, midway point. But you can extend those lines pretty far. so you can fill those and the thing is is that what you're seeing is is you're seeing the things you're not there's no omission there um because you're seeing the not urgent not important stuff and people have Mm -hmm. a hard time delegating that or ditching those things or omitting it once they've written it down right yeah like it and that's the thing is what i love about having a digital task app or a master planner and you can do this with a bullet journal or even or or omnifocus or it doesn't matter what tool you use but that's where the things go to incubate right that's where they sit an email for some people is a place where things go to incubate but when you transpose something onto you know either a, a you know a, a sheet of paper like Steve, uh, Stephen Pressfield talks about the foolscap method, and I've talked about that too. How you could apply the a, a sheet of foolscap and make that your 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 daily plan or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. or these weekly worksheet pads that I have or whatever. But the thing is, is that you're taking things from where they're incubating because digital the digital world is great for that. And I want to talk about your writing as well because I think that's 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 going to be an interesting way to go as well. But that. The, the the master planner, digital or analog, is where things go to incubate. But these cards or whatever you're is the place where where they go to actually get done. And you exactly. have to have a framework where they can fit. Otherwise, you won't know what to put there and what to leave out. So I am really, you know, vibing with what you just said. I think any plan that we come up, it was it was actually Eisenhower again who said something along the lines of, you know, uh, plans are useless, but planning is indispensable. Yeah, re- rely on pl- rely on planning, but uh, don't trust plans or something like that. And so I have found that, yes, the plan may change throughout the day. And I think that any model or tool we use has to have some durability to it. it it's going to get beaten up during the day. But... If it doesn't, I think it's still better to say, well, 
I said the most important thing that I needed to accomplish today was X. Some stuff happened. My daughter was sick at school. I had to, you know, go get an oil change. Last minute stuff, whatever. Life happens. Maybe you don't get to do number two and number three, but guess what? You're still clear on what number one is. So your plan got beaten up, but it had enough durability to it that you can still end the day satisfied that you accomplished the single most important thing. And I forget who wrote the book, Eat the Frog. Brian um, Tracy. So, you know, that is often misattributed to Mark Twain. And yep. Actually, it was this uh, French guy, I forget his name, who, um, and it was actually Toad, which I like better because I would much prefer to eat a frog than a well, toad. Well, because you've never heard of toad's legs, but frog's legs are neat. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> toads have warts, right? Like, but, um... But I, I call that stressors, right? And those can, that can be positive and negative. One of the things that goes in my stressors category is exercise, like going for a run. Mm-hmm. And that's another aspect of having a durable plan is you can be productive to the detriment of your health. You can be, quote unquote, productive to the detriment of your relationships, So I needed, and this is just me personally kind of talking about the origin of this whole framework, I needed a weighting system, W-E-I-G-H-T. I I needed a way to to assign certain weight to certain tasks based on the day and based on um, my bigger goals because it's just too easy to be a creature of the moment and have that knee-jerk response to a new email in the inbox. But I, I need I need something physical. I mean, it's a big deal to mm-hmm. me that these cards are physical. I, I use Trello quite a bit for yep. project management. Um, but I need something physical. It's literally in my pocket. And so when my head is spinning and there you know we're always taking in more information there're always new tasks and there's always new needs and new demands on our time and new responsibilities at the end of the day i'm kind of like i just need some anchor point that i get blown about by other people's needs and other people's priorities and i need to to be able to take out a really small sheet of paper and take a look and say but what did I say my priorities were. And that's why I like writing it down. That seems to like, you know, validate it somehow. I like that it's physical. I can carry it around um, because I still get distracted. Mm -hmm. And when I get distracted, I can say, oh, I said last night, because I typically make them the day before, like part of my... um, closing down routine at the end of the day is saying, okay, based on tomorrow's theme and everything else that's going on, what are the most important things for tomorrow? And so that means when I get up in the morning, I've already made a commitment with myself. 
hey, th- these are the things that are most important. Um, and there's something about that that even gives me permission to not open my inbox. Mm-hmm. And, but, we're, and we're going to dive more into that in the in the bonus episode for our members. But I want to I take a quick break here because I want to come back and talk to you about how the writing fit factors into all of this. But we're going to take a break for a second and we'll be right back. Are you a small business owner struggling to find the right talent for your team? I've been there and I know how challenging it can be. That's why I recommend LinkedIn Jobs. It's not just any job board. It's a community where you can find professionals who are the perfect fit for your business, many of whom aren't checking other job sites. In fact, 70% of LinkedIn users aren't visiting other leading job sites, making LinkedIn your best bet for finding top talent. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can post your job and reach qualified candidates quickly. 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And now... You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation. That's right, for free. Don't miss out on finding top talent. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation today. Terms and conditions apply. Managing passwords can be a real headache, right? Think about it. Every website requires a new password. Each one needs to be unique, secure, and somehow memorable. But there's a better way. Welcome to the world of 1Password, where your entire company can generate strong, unique passwords, store them securely, and access them across any device without ever needing a reset. Imagine never having to click Forgot Password again. With 1Password's award-winning design, managing passwords becomes a breeze for you and your entire team. It's trusted by millions, including top companies like IBM and Slack. Here's the best part. My listeners can try 1Password for free for two weeks. Right now, get your free trial at onepassword.com slash productive convo. Secure your passwords and simplify your online security with 1Password. Starting an online business or expanding your physical storefront online has never been easier thanks to Shopify. This global commerce platform supports you at every stage of your business journey. From launching your online shop to managing a million orders, Shopify is there to simplify and accelerate your growth. It's not just about selling products. Shopify helps you manage every aspect of your business with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. But that's not all. Shopify helps you convert visitors into customers with the best converting checkout process on the internet, which performs up to 36% better than other platforms. And now, a special offer for my listeners. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash timecrafting, all lowercase. Whether you're just starting out or looking to scale up, Shopify is the perfect partner for your business. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it, and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash 
time crafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. Now we're going to take a break from the show to talk about our sponsor for this week. And our sponsor for this episode is Vast Conference. Now with the integration of HD audio to web meeting, attendees using Vast Conference are now able to join a conference call from their laptops, integrated mic and speaker. And that means there's no software or hardware required, which is a big deal. A lot of people, when they're using different conference software, they need to get the special hardware, or they have to go to a special place or get special software or whatever. With this new integration, you don't need that with Vast Conference. And that means that you can stay productive from virtually anywhere in the world because you can join a call from almost anywhere, both home and abroad. And as somebody who travels quite a bit, and I take a lot of meetings, it's really, really valuable to know that no matter where you are, you can stay productive and take meetings and be part of meetings with Vast Conference. So Here's what you can do. In order to take advantage of this special offer, there's a 30-day free trial, and it can be redeemed by visiting www.conferencecalling.com slash trial30. So that's www.conferencecalling.com slash trial30, or you can call one of Vast sales reps and mention that you heard about Vast Conference over here on the Productivityist podcast. So what are you waiting for? Head over to www.conferencecalling.com slash trial30 to get your 30-day free trial of Vast Conference today. I'd like to thank Vast Conference for sponsoring this episode of the Productivityist Podcast. And now let's get back to the show. Austin, I want to talk about the the writing process for you, um, you know, as we get closer to wrapping up this episode. I, I don't know that you do this, but I think it would be interesting to find out whether or not these cards contain the things that fall outside of your writing. And then when you complete them, it's like, okay, I'm free to write and work on, you know, all the stuff that you do related to, you know, children's books and, and all the other writing you do. Or if they are incorporated, like if there's a theme for that specifically, because for, for my example is writing is a horizontal theme for me. So I do writing from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. currently as of this recording, mainly because actually it's 10 p.m. because I've eliminated reading for a while while I'm working on my book. But that's when I'm at my best for writing. So if anything, the writing kind of waits until that point in the day. And then, okay, now I can now I have the freedom, the mental bandwidth to just dive into whatever writing I'm doing, whether it's for the blog, for, you know, for the vessel, for the dailies, whatever it is. What about you? Is it the card? Do the cards contain the writing or are the cards, you know, do they omit the writing and the writing comes after? So I typically write in the morning and especially when I'm doing a lot of writing, when I'm very prolific, like I was after Tribe last year, I'd committed to writing 100 blog posts in 100 days, which was a bit ambitious. (laughs) Um, I did finish 82, so I'm proud of that. But even really big sort of um, like iconic goals, like things that I can look back at and I'm very proud of, I can still forget those with sort of the ebb and flow of the day. So um, I definitely put writing, whether it's a blog post or it's, um, hey, I just want to sort of explore a certain topic I don't really need to finish anything today. I just need to get some words on the page. That definitely goes in um, the commitments section of 
a of one of these Fofi cards. Um, sometimes it will move up to the stressor. Like there have been times where, like even finishing the website for the cards, mm-hmm. if I knew that I needed sales copy, if I knew that I needed you know a really robust explanation because we are talking about an entire framework here, then doing that writing would might be my number one priority for the day. So definitely include them as a top priority written out, put on the cards, and definitely try to write in the morning. I think that's just because that's when my when I do my when I'm at my best. I'll get to my office. It's quiet here. Um, I typically get here before the other um, people that I share an office with. And I can put on headphones, always listen to classical music, and that's when I can really crank through. So maybe by 10 a.m., 10.30 a.m., I have a you know very definite sense of accomplishment already in the day because I've knocked out some writing. And another part of it for me is I enjoy writing so much. Uh, it's how I get into the flow that... It gives me a little bit of a buzz. It's it's better than coffee for me. Mm. Um, just it's like plays. I know that it's not like play for other people. Um, not all people, at least. Uh, other people play for them might be design. It might be public speaking. You know, we all have those things that help us get into the flow. Writing is one of mine, and I just like the way it makes me feel. So. That's yet another reason for me to prioritize it and write it down because I think I'm a better person when I'm writing a lot. And that may sound funny, but um, it's true. Last question. The front of the cards have all of the breakdown, the framework inside of it. The back of the cards. Why do I think that this would be ideal for journaling or capturing, like things like that? So that on the back of the card, it's almost like the... Uh, it's almost like the... Um, the, the the captain's log of the day or whatever is that what do you use the back of the card what do you use the back of the cards for exactly that um okay. you'll notice on the front of the card there's it says etc and then there's an arrow to turn the card over mm-hmm. it's it's just a capture system right yeah. like as you're moving throughout the day you might think oh i need to remember to pick up my dry cleaning you might think oh crap i told her i would call her tomorrow i can't forget to do that it might just be a fun idea. It might be an observation. It might be a phone number. But I intentionally left the back of the cards blank because for me, productivity is about having um, an overarching system, yes, but also individual processes. And so my individual process is I always need a blank area where I can capture things that will become important eventually, but that I need to omit right now. They are literally, like, I literally can't see them if I'm looking at the front of the card because they're on the back of the card, right? So not cluttering up the front of the card with to-dos that I remember later is really important for me. And then here's the thing, at night when I'm winding down for the day, assuming that I've crossed everything off on the front of the card, how do I, um, where do I start when it comes to picking things for the next day? A lot of times I just flip over today's card, 
figure out what I remembered but didn't do. And then some of those things might go onto tomorrow's card or they might go into Trello or, and this still happens, I might just cross them out because I'm like, you know what? That really doesn't deserve attention. That mm-hmm. was a cool idea. Or, you know, maybe I'll delegate that. But there is, um, it just, I struggle with anxiety. We can talk about that later. But one way for me to um, combat anxiety is just to capture everything. And then I can actually sort of curate all that stuff later once I've finished what was most important for the day. So we are going to touch on anxiety. We're going to touch on the touch on the evolution of uh, of this system, like how it went from where it is to where you know what it's become and what it might continue to grow into. And we might even dive a little bit into Trello because you know, I mean, uh, nothing nothing quite like uh, talking about tech use and and longer term <laughs> stuff. But we'll talk about that in the bonus episode for patrons and and for members. So if you head over to productivityist.com slash membership, you can learn more about that. Not just this episode, the bonus that we're going to have for this episode but also a whole bunch of other content there. So head over to productivityist.com slash membership to learn more about that. Austin, thanks so much for joining me today on the show. Where can people find out more about you? There's gonna be lots of stuff in the show notes, but I wanna make sure that people can find you beyond what we've discussed today. Sure. So I'm on Twitter quite a bit. My handle is Austin L. Church. Uh, My website is austinlchurch.com. You know, those are great places to start. I'm happy to answer email. So if you want to reach out, by all means. And then the cards are fofi, F-O-F-I dot I-O. Awesome. Thank you, Mike. Hey, thanks for thanks for thanks for taking the time to uh, tell that story too, because I think that that was just it was just a really great, neat way to be introduced to you, and I, I can't wait to see you again. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise, looking forward to it. You see, it's really, really cool what he built, and I encourage you to go check it out. Look at the show notes. Everything is in there, but Austin and I had a great time connecting, and it's such a great story of how we met in Nashville, and uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing him again when I head back down to Nashville uh, for uh, Tribe in 2018. Now, uh, if you want to know more about Austin stuff, we have a bonus episode for the members of my community. You get over to productivityist.com slash membership to learn more about that because there's a bonus episode in there from him as well as from a bunch of guests from the past and a whole bunch of other things that you can get. Again, go to productivityist.com slash membership to learn more about that. Thanks to John Polster for producing the show. Thanks to my team for putting together the graphics and the show notes. And thanks to you for listening. Until next time, I am Mike Vardy, the host of the Productivityist podcast, reminding you to stop guessing and start going.